we can't control what happens outside this building. And so that's never been a part of our concern, our worry, anything we talk about as a unit kind of stays within the walls of the building, particularly our own meeting room as well as an offense. Um, and the last two weeks we haven't played to the standard we've set for ourselves as an offense. That's Trevor as well as a lot of other people, coaches included, were included in that. We have not, um, you know, we have not met the, that standard that we've set for ourselves, and that's why we've come up short as an offense the last two weeks. So we all take responsibility for that. Um, you know, there's, there's throws, there's decisions Trevor wants back, just like there's decisions a lot of guys want back, play calls we want back, play designs we want back, suggestions, all that type of stuff. So, you know, we're all in this thing together. Uh, as a follow-up to that, it doesn't seem to have in any way diminished the belief in the locker room, and I'm sure within the walls of the coaching offices in Trevor becoming, you know, the, oh, absolutely living not. up to the expectation of where he was taken. Absolutely not. You know, the, it, it's – you know, that's two games in a 17-game season that he, he hasn't, like I said, in the offense has not performed the way we expect to perform. Um, and, and we're all in it together. So it's not Trevor alone struggled. It's we all struggled as a unit. You know, anytime your defense holds somebody 13 points and you can't score enough to win, you know, you take a lot of responsibility and ownership of that. And that's what everybody's done. That's been the good, good, good part about, you know, struggling right there is there's everybody's taking accountability for what we did. And we're, you know, we're working to, to be better this week. Yesterday, Travis said that he always feels like he's that one step away, that one missed tackle away from breaking off a big one. Just what have you seen from his uh, progress in the first five weeks? Yeah, we, we know his skill set is certainly that way. You know, he's kind of the guy that when you get the ball out in space, everybody kind of stands up for a second to see what's about to happen because we know he's got that ability. Um, you know, and I, and I think it is. It's kind of just one of those things I think it'll happen for him at some point where he really gets that big explosive. Obviously, a couple the other day where he was able to get on the edge and, and get the ball out in space. Um, but that's just kind of you see his work every single day prepare him for these opportunities, and then he just keeps performing better and better, and that, that's, as a unit, that's what we want to do as well. After a fast start to the season, Christian Kirk's kind of slowed down. How do you get him reinvolved in the offense? Yeah, that, that's, that was completely on us as a coaching staff. You know, we, we got to be able to target him. He's one of our better guys, uh, clearly. And, you know, as the game went, we weren't really able to force them out of cover two. We didn't make them honor one thing well enough. We weren't good enough in the pass game, weren't efficient enough in the run game to kind of force them to play something different. So they were able to stay in what they want. We, we feel good about the things we had. We just didn't execute them um, to the best of our ability. So there's, there's ways to incorporate him that we certainly need to do. He's a guy that needs to touch the football and have an impact on the game for us. And this is the second week in a row that you're going against a defense that prefers to play like one single coverage. They may give you some different looks, but their bread and butter is cover three this week. Right. What's the challenges for an offense when you know a defense likes to throw that same coverage at you yeah. over and over? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we faced a lot early on in the season. We feel like a lot of zone coverage, a lot of eyes on the quarterback, a lot of guys dropping to spots. Now, whether they play spot drop or zone or match, however they play. And I think these guys, too, you've seen their growth from week two to week five of what they've done. They've kind of sprinkled in some new coverages or some variations of the coverages they play that um, they've done a good job of. So, you know, it, it's certainly something you've got to be very disciplined as a pass game unit, particularly of we know where they're going to be. They know, you know, we have to know where we want to be and why we want to be there and the timing that it takes to get to those spots. And then, you know, you just got to be able to execute at a high level. That's what they're trying to force you to do. They're playing their defense. They execute it very well. And you've got to execute your schemes really well to be able to have a chance. In a new offense, is the red zone normally, you know, the kind of part of the game that maybe takes the longest to like come together, maybe the last little piece to come together? Um, I don't I don't know if I'd say it's the last piece to come together, but it's certainly an aspect that there's a lot of timing, there's a lot of chemistry, 
um, the, the, short, the field just gets condensed. All the bodies end up in a little closer proximity. Things happen so fast, windows close fast. So it's certainly an aspect that we want to continue to improve on. You know, we have not had the success that we need to have in that aspect uh, of our offense. But that's something we just continue to work through. I know it's kind of glass half full because of, you know, the red zone. But is it still encouraging to see the success moving the ball, you know, down the field, you know, before the red zone period? Certainly. I mean, we want to move the ball every single play, every single opportunity we get. But at the end of the day, you got to score points. And that's what we haven't been able, able to do the last couple of weeks, uh, or the last two weeks, particularly in the red zone. So that's a big part of it. Those are big plays. Those are four-point plays a lot of times, especially on third down in the red zone. And, and you can never turn the ball over, especially in the red zone. You're taking points away from your team right there. What are the benefits of playing Indy just in, you know, second time in four weeks? Yeah, I mean, the benefits are you have a good feel for their personnel, their schemes, how they want to play. Um, and then I think the fact that we had success in week two, you hope the guys bring that confidence to it. But, you know, until, until they change the rules and let us carry over 24 points into this game, it really has no bearing on this game right now. It's a whole new situation. A lot of times the game gets, the second half of the game gets dictated by the first half of the game. Well, you start a new game, all, all that's out the window. So that has nothing to do with this. Um, you know, you, it's, a, it's about execution. It's a game of execution. It's a play-to-play -play mentality right here. And especially if we're, if we're going to say that the league is week to week and we're going to flush the week before us, we can't go back and say, well, we did this in week two. This is going to work again. You know, you got to watch the tape. You got to understand how they've evolved in a new scheme as well and where they're at now in week six. Um, and then everybody understanding our opponent. They've made some, some personnel adjustments as they've gone with people. They've had injuries up and down. They've made some changes uh, in the back end with personnel. So it's on all of us to understand who they are and what they want to do at this point in the season. Where have they grown? Because you know they turned around and beat Kansas City the week after. So where, mm -hmm. where have you seen their, their defense sort of take off? Yeah, they, they've done a great job stopping the run. And really, when you go back to our game, they did a great job you know, against us in the run game. We obviously broke off the one big run with James. Um, but for the most part, it was tough sledding against these guys, and we understand that. And then in the back end, or just in the coverage elements of it, I think for them, it's just three more games, four more games, whatever it's been, three more games of, of them being able to execute their defense over and over and play coverages, match routes, see combinations that people are doing to attack them. Because that's going back to one of the other questions. That's kind of when a team plays a certain coverage over and over and over, they have a good feel for how teams are trying to attack it. Uh, where the where everybody kind of feels the weak spots are, and so it's more and more time on task for those guys understanding the same issues. Um, so it, it, I mean, it comes down to execution at the end of the day. Evan Evan Ingram, the last two weeks, those big games over the middle. Is that exactly what you guys kind of saw out of him when you brought him in? Yeah, uh, Evan's been a great contributor for our offense. Obviously, he kind of you know he's had more of the receiving yards production the last two weeks. But even going back and watching this game week two. He had some huge third down conversions for us where he caught the ball underneath and was on a corner and broke tackles or ran away from a guy and made first downs that really kept drives alive. So he's been a huge contributor for us in the offense. The ball hasn't really gone his way until the last two weeks, and he's produced at the level we've expected of him. I think uh, Stephon Gilmore has looked a little bit more comfortable in their defense. When, you, when you're going up against a guy like that, a corner like that, defensive player of the year, all the accolades, what do you have to look for? Uh, game planning against him in that scheme? Yeah, you're, you're always kind of, he's a guy, we, we, we just call him impact players. We always want to know where the impact players are. And they've done a good job of moving him around. Um, 
you know, you don't know if he's always in the boundary, if he's always on your right, always on your left. Um, so you can't just say, we're going to call this play, we're going to throw it to this guy. You kind of have to adjust within the game once you get a feel for where he is, if it's consistent, if there's some rhythm to it. Otherwise, you're kind of just playing the game. But he's certainly somebody you're always aware of. He's got great ball skills. You know, he's made the play kind of the last two weeks to, to, to seal the game for him in their, in their victories against Kansas City at the pass breakup. And then uh, they got intercepted. And then against Denver, he had the pass breakup, obviously, with the game on the line, as well as an interception down the red zone. So certainly in a, guy, a guy we are aware of, and we want, to have, we want to be mindful of where he is at all times. How valuable is Tyler Shatley now that he's going to have to step into that starting guard role? I mean, you, you got a lot of work during the preseason. Veteran mm -hmm. guy, been there, kind of done it before kind of player. Right, yeah, and, and Tyler brings a leadership aspect to that room. He has since the day we got here. Um, he's kind of always been that consistent, just mature pro that's understand, understood he was in a position battle and he was willing to do whatever was best for the team. You know, he stepped in at center. He's played right guard, left guard. He's a guy, as a coaching staff, we trust. He knows what's going on. He knows how the speed of the game goes. He works well with the people next to him. And so, so we expect production out of Tyler as well. Just the efficiency of the running game, do you see that, you know, getting closer to where you guys want to be and just, you know, being just a little bit away? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I like to think that. Yeah, I like to think that e each aspect of our game just keeps getting better and better. But, you know, within everything, it, it's always kind of a case-by-case -case basis. So there were times against these guys originally we were not as efficient in the run game early on, but also late. We understand late. We kind of get into a four-minute mode. We're holding on to a three-score lead. You know, you may be running uphill a little bit in some of those situations. You're running the ball in third and six, third and seven from under center. Looks that you probably don't get to that may skew your numbers overall. Um, yeah, but we certainly want to be very efficient, as efficient as possible in the run game and understanding running into the right looks. You know, it's, it's hard to be efficient if you're running into heavy boxes or uh, you're mis-ID, things like that. So we just want to make sure we're taking the next step as an offense in every single aspect of our game. How do you help Trevor Lawrence develop in in-game scenarios? I mean, so far all the losses this year have been by one score, haven't been able to execute in those drives when you've had the chance to go down and tie or, or win the ball game. How do you – it's tough to kind of duplicate those in practice because sure. it's not the same same yeah. feeling, you know? Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough to replicate the, the real emotion feeling of, all right, we're in a desperation mode here. You know, this is our last opportunity. We, and Coach has done a great job creating those situations throughout the week. That's something we've been doing since week one. That's something we emphasize through training camp and competitive periods with our defense as well. Um, and then we just continue to, to present those situations to him. You know, we'll do meetings. There will be certain aspects or certain meetings during the week. We'll show him situations around the league. All right, what are you thinking here? Here's what we're thinking. And it, part of it, it kind of puts all of us in the situation and the mindset of here's how so-and-so handled one minute left in this game down three points. Here's how so-and-so. So learning from around the league of how things are going as a coaching staff, him hearing our vision, how we communicate, how we understand these situations and what we're thinking, and then also hearing his thoughts before we even go. What are you thinking right here? Well, we have two timeouts. You know, playing the situation together uh, kind of as a group and talking it through, and so we all kind of get on the same page of that. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.